0: You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show.
1: Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes Aaron here in the Caldwell Banker Group Line Realty Studio in Westmore, alongside from the Ouachita Citizen, Jake Martin. How are you doing this morning, Jake Martin?
2: Boy, you could not be more excited to introduce me, man. <laughs> alongside, <laughs> I guess, if I have to be
1: alongside, Jake Martin. Nice to see you too, Aaron. Yeah, good point. Well, you came with some barbs early this morning, so Did put I put me in a bad mood. First of all, you asked me, have you ever seen the movie Karate Kid?
2: <laughs> what kind of question? Well, dude? You don't see a lot of movies. Oh come on! You now. watch weird movies. Karate
1: Kid. Come on now.
2: I asked you that because I started Cobra Kai, which is a um, it's like a series based off of Karate Kid. Yeah. It's on YouTube.
1: That's different between you and me. I'm all about the originals, and then you have these, you know, things that are.
2: Well, everything comes back. Yeah. They have to remake everything. But at least they had Johnny Lawrence and Danielson mm-hmm. in it, and I and I told you it's like, it's bad acting, and I know it's bad acting, but I'm somehow still watching it. I don't know. I don't know if it's just the nostalgia, part of it or what. But I find myself continuing to watch it.
1: That's the difference when we're separated by what twenty two years, I believe.
2: Yeah, that, and I know how to operate YouTube Red. That does that does help.
1: Yeah. The other thing, of course, I said, "Hey, uh, we got the Preakness this weekend," and you said, "The what? The what?" (laughs) Well, uh, Aaron, and I still have money in my account from uh, the Kentucky Derby, so all's good. Did you win? No, but uh, I broke even, so you have to put money in the account. So. But that's a whole another subject we'll get into in terms of uh, betting on your phones.
2: Yeah, a lot to talk about there. Plenty
1: to discuss over the next uh, two hours. You're always welcome to join the conversation on the Stuart Shelby Hotline slash Text Line eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. We, as always, we need to start with some headlines. I think we need to start with the Western Conference Finals, the highly anticipated finals between the Warriors and the Rockets.
2: Yes, sir. Now, okay. I'll go back on something I said yesterday to, to a degree. I, I said that I, I wasn't too excited about this series, I, or I wasn't as ex- excited as I was a couple weeks ago. The reason for that, it was, it was a couple of reasons. One, you saw how dominant the Warriors were against the Pelicans. You saw that um, switch flip, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was on. They were ready to go. And I think them at their peak – I don't really think anybody can really touch them right now. Okay, so that that played a big factor. The other factor was there's been this conversation uh, all season, really, about the Rockets and their style of play. Is it fun to watch or is it not? And that style of play being the ISO and, you know, leaving the ball in the hands of either Harden or Paul and basically limiting you're, – you're playing risk management basketball. You're not asking your – Supporting cast to do more than what they feel comfortable with doing. Mm -hmm. So because of that, I, I don't know. I started to sour a little bit on that just because I thought the Warriors were a better team overall and that they would prove that with all of the skill sets that they have.
1: They proved it last night in case you did not hear the Warriors won 119 to 106 versus the Rockets.
2: Yes. So there was one sequence in this, I mean, we'll talk a lot about this game. But there was one sequence in this game, I think, that really epitomized that game, and I think it will epitomize this series. I said all that earlier to say the Rockets can't afford uh, turnovers and, and many mistakes. There was one sequence. It was a one-point game. Harden missed an easy layup. This was in the third quarter. He missed an easy layup. The Warriors pushed for a Clay Thompson three, and then Curry stole the ball on the next possession, and led to an Iguodala dunk. A one-point game went to an eight-point game, and the Rockets never recovered. Now, if you look at this game, it's kind of funny because, you know, there are mismatches on defense for for, for both teams. The Rockets want to play that ISO ball because they don't want to play that up-tempo style with the Warriors because it just favors the Warriors. So they play that ISO ball so they can pick on Curry. If, If Curry is guarding Harden, Harden's going to do what he did last night. He had, what, 41 points? He got his points. He got his points, and he certainly took advantage of that mismatch. But the Warriors won the game. And Curry didn't even go off last night. That's the thing. Curry had a good game, not a great game. He didn't have one of those games where you're just going, how did he make that? I can't believe he's doing that.
1: He had 18 points.
2: Kevin Durant did, though. Kevin Durant, I'm surprised they let him catch the ball so often. You know, you got to keep the ball out of his hands. If he gets the ball, you're in trouble. And KD was just dynamite last night. So, thirty-seven points. I think you know if you're looking at this, it's kind of playing out how I thought it would. It just just because I think the Warriors are, are that much better than the Rockets, and I, I I'll give the Rockets a game or two, but I, the Warriors just have so many more ways to beat you. I think. Now, I, I'm going back on my word a little bit because I found I found myself enthralled with this game. I started watching it. The atmosphere was great. And you know when it comes down to the conference finals or the finals in the NBA, those atmospheres are fun. They're electric. But Draymond got a technical less than two minutes into the game. And you talk about sucking me in. Yeah. I was so engaged because just seeing him get that technical, you wanted to find out, okay, well, what, what is he going to do? And then uh, he's – there was one play. I'm trying to remember who shot. I think it was Trevor Ariza shot a three, and Draymond ended up falling on top of him. Got a foul call, and Draymond was so upset with that call because I think he thought, that, you know, Trevor hooked him or you know somehow used his body to get Draymond on top of him. And so Draymond comes up, uh, you know, just hollering all sorts of stuff. And I'm shocked he didn't get his second, second technical there. And that was in the first quarter, I believe. That was mm. definitely in the first half. Uh, so it was just stuff like that that really that just how, how fired up both teams were and and the intensity of it that uh, I, I am intrigued. I still think the Warriors are going to win, but I am going to tune in every single game because it's, you know, it's very intriguing to see these two alpha males clash.
1: How demoralizing must this be for the Rockets to work all year to get the home court advantage then in the course of one game you get beat <laughs> exactly. and you get beat like that at home?
2: Well, and, and you lose to the Warriors who – you know, all season long, you could tell they were just disinterested. Like, they didn't care. It wasn't that important for them to <laughs> be wasn't. the number one seed. It was not that important, and you saw why. Yeah. And and that's
1: what's that's what's so funny. And, uh, and, you know, the Warriors don't get a lot of credit for their defense, but you look at this stat, the Warriors forced the Rockets into three shot clock violations, and then ten shots with just five seconds left in the shot clock for Houston. Mm-hmm. Kevin yep. Durant, as you mentioned, that was very good, 14-27 with the 37 points. And the Hamptons' five uh, certainly uh, had their moments in the third quarter when they pull away and build from what it was a half-time. It was tied at halftime, and then they have a 13-point lead in the third quarter.
2: Well, Houston had a great start to the game, too. And it's like what Quint texted He said, I feel like this Rocket series is going to mirror the Raptors one. Houston gave the Warriors their best shot at home. The Warriors absorbed it. And then one big anyway. He wrote, rest in peace, Houston. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I kind of feel the same way. It, it, it's, it's what it felt like. They took a shot to the chin early. They took it well. They came back and threw a, a few shots of their own. And then in that third quarter, I felt like it was a, I actually went to bed in the third quarter. Like, I saw that little sequence and I was like, yeah, this is. there's no way the Rockets are going to come mm-hmm. back. And so I just went to bed. And sure enough, that's, that
1: was it. Houston Chronicle headline today, not going to be easy. <laughs> no you, you think <laughs> this just in breaking news. Uh a lot of pressure now, of course, on, on game two of that series and also the same can be said with of course Boston and Cleveland tonight.
2: More pressure on Houston in game two than Cleveland in game two, I'd say. Yeah. Cleveland needs to bat ne- Cleveland needs to at least be competitive uh tonight because the the way the first game went, that was ugly. But They'll make some adjustments, and it'll be competitive. I still like the Celtics in that series. But Houston has got to win at home. You know, Cleveland can go back to Cleveland uh, after after this game tonight. All
1: right, you're talking about isolation basketball. How about this stat coming from second spectrum? Houston had 45 isolation plays in game one. Hmm. That is the most by any team in any game, regular season or playoffs, over the past five seasons
2: yeah and, and that's' it's, people thought that was dead in the early 2000s isolation basketball. but listen
1: that Harden is, had twenty six isolation plays last night, nearly nine more than he averaged during the regular season. I, I
2: don't hate the strategy, but again y- you can't afford mistakes when you're when you're limiting your own possessions and you're trying you're trying to play keep away. And then you're trying to expose the the defensive weak link, which is Steph Curry. So Harden against Curry, I like that matchup for the Rockets. So I don't hate it, but again, you you, you got to be efficient throughout the game. And how do you play loose like that? I don't I don't understand how you can, you know, be that loose, knowing that man, I've got to make every possession count.
1: Mm. Steve Kerr probably had the best line though going into the game. Of course, with the, the announcement with the sports betting, uh, he came out in his press conference pre. Pre-game press conference and said I like the Warriors by a point and a half, and of course I uh, stay away from Boston in Game Two. <laughs> that was good. So I like I like yeah, that. So he's hit on at least one so far. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh. yeah um, Steve Kerr does not care, man. He does not care. That's why I like him. Well,
1: I'll get into the sports gambling uh, storyline here in a minute. And that's a great text from you, Cookie. We'll get to it here in a second. But a lot of other headlines still on this Tuesday morning including uh, one of her own, uh, retiring from football or at least hanging up their shoulder pads, former Cedar Creek standout K.J. Malone.
2: Yeah, and I want to read his statement here. He says, thank you to the Houston Texans for an incredible opportunity. Due to my previous knee injury during my career at LSU, I have not been able to recover and decided it was best to step away from the game of football and take time to heal. With that being said, I will further my career in law enforcement. Thank you, everyone, for all your support. Mm -hmm.
1: And uh, this shouldn't come as a huge shock. You may remember going into a senior at LSU. I remember the Advocate doing a story where uh, KJ basically went back and forth whether or not he was just going to skip his senior year and then immediately get into law enforcement. He yeah. decided, of course, to come back. He did,
2: and you know,
1: listen. If you're not healthy and if your heart's not into it, I mean, that's NFL's the tough enough the way. It that's
2: is. the thing. I mean, you know how much dedication it requires to be an athlete at that level. Your heart has to be in it. If, <laughs> if you have second. The thoughts at all. You, you, sh- you should move on with your life, and that's what KJ's doing.
1: A uh, number of uh, stories from uh, college baseball, a lot of different honors to break down. You know, uh, Gramlin continues to get ready for the SWAC tournament, so that means their postseason honors are being handed out. They play six on all SWAC teams. They have uh, three players uh, named all first-team SWAC. Marshawn Taylor, the outstanding shortstop. Richard Ortiz, the designated hitter. And Isaiah Torres, the outfielder, were named to the first-team in terms of weekly honors, uh, Parker Bates had a big week against uh, Southern Miss. He was named the Conference USA Co-Hitter of the Week. He had a hit in every game last week, the four games that Louisiana Tech played. Uh, we mentioned Will Watson, the, the former standout from Neville, of course, has moved on to Maryland. He started at a Southern Miss, then went to LSU Eunice, then made his way to Maryland. He had just an incredible weekend and one incredible game versus Rutgers when he hit two home runs in one inning. So Maryland put out this statistic. His seven RBIs in one inning is the second most in NCAA history.
2: What Was the, was the most eight? Do we know what um, the most uh, was? Probably, you would
1: think. <laughs> yeah. uh, he ended that day with uh, eight RBIs, but his weekend continued. He batted five hundred, had 12 RBIs, hit three home runs, so uh, the former Neville standout was named the Big Ten Player of the Week and also the Collegiate Baseball Newspaper National Player of the Week. Still working on getting an interview with him, and maybe he'll join us uh, one day on the show.
2: Hopefully. Pretty yeah, cool, though. I, I'm just thinking, you know, maybe somebody hit two grand slams in one inning one time, which sounds absurd, but, uh, yeah, th- he got pretty close to doing that. Yeah,
1: pretty darn impressive. We do have a couple games tonight, including uh, LSU versus Northwestern State and ULM slugging it out with McNeese State. You look at this game for uh, the Tigers, it's a midweek game, You think a oh, big deal. But Dang. for all the work they it. did this past weekend, and I believe Northwestern State somewhere their RPI is around uh, 125 mm. or so, if LSU slips up in a midweek game. You Cost- know, they're looking at their RPI right now at, uh, what, 51. Just saying.
2: Yeah, and you gotta be nervous too because Matthew Beck's gonna take the mound tonight. And look, he's he's had his moments. His his career hasn't gone exactly like I think most people thought, but uh, he's he's had some good moments. He's had some some bad moments. You need the good Matthew Beck tonight because don't know how many arms are available. You know, and, and plus the Auburn series starts Thursday, so you need to save as many arms as you can for that series. So. It's very important for Matthew Beck to come out tonight and throw well.
1: Those are a few of the headlines on this Tuesday morning. You can hit us up at 888-993-7762. It's all part of the starting lineup brought to you by Louisiana Pain Care. We always look forward to catching up with uh, Gus Cattengill. He will join us at 8 o'clock. How about the Diamond Dogs? Big series win against Southern Miss. We always love catching up with Lane Burroughs. He will join us around 8:30 or so.
2: Yeah, and we need to find out what we're doing for top 10 Thursday. Listen, we're in the summer yeah Te- I mean I consider this the summer now because high school sports is over. So what are your ideas? <laughs> well I'm saying it opens up. you know we, so we, you have no ideas? No, no, I have some. I mean we, we like sports movies. we could do a top 10 sport. What? what what That's interesting. Why are you giving me that look? It's uh, a July. That's a July yeah, one? Yeah. Okay, well then, what do you got? Uh,
1: top ten moments from the uh, LHSA season, perhaps, athletic year, locally. Uh, we can- most respected uh, professional athletes, because last week we went so negative, the guys that we detest the most.
2: I don't hate that one. He
1: oh. <laughs> Talk about putting a positive spin on it, Jake. <laughs> Not too bad. I don't hate that I don't that hate one. that
2: one. yeah. I'm guilty of that. Um, yeah, okay. So we'll save, like, sports movies, most exciting college football player, all that stuff for, for July. Yeah. All right, then. Well, give us some May suggestions then, people, whatever you think that is because you know as well as Your I Your
1: favorite uh, thoroughbreds of all time? <laughs>
2: no, there's no <laughs> way. There is
1: no way. Uh, Colin says uh, top ten high school athletes this year in the area.
2: That, that could be fun. Uh. That could be fun.
1: Quinn says best high school teams in North Louisiana are from the sports year. See, I think Raven would go problem, right to the top of that list. Raven basketball.
2: washed off softball. Only problem was we were going to do our little ESPYs version. I guess we could do this and our yeah. do some different There
1: topics. is some news. And, of course, we had a Ch- Chad Olinda on the show yesterday. And it was an entertaining interview. And, of course, talking about Claiborne Christian and the drama that they had with the pitch count. And now we're hearing more about uh, St. Thomas Aquinas and Notre Dame. They had a similar situation, a lot of back and forth, how many started, How many pitches uh, one of the guys had, and now the LHSA has come back and said there was a human error, but that does not change the result of Notre Dame winning a state championship.
2: Can you imagine how furious? How hard can it be,
1: though, just to That's count not. pitches?
2: It's not. Just pay attention. Just pay attention.
1: Stuart Shelby hotline slash text line 888-993-7762. We're going to talk a little uh, sports gambling, some sports betting coming up in the next set. Your take after the break.
4: live
5: to drive. We're talking with Matt live and Good, General Manager at Calvert Crossing Golf Club. You know, Matt, people probably have asked you, what's so special about Calvert Crossing?
6: Well, the difference is our daily focus is on grass and it's on people. So, what that brings to you is unsurpassed customer service and superior golf course conditions. And May is the final month of our spring membership drive. You can make Calvert Crossing your home club at 75% off initiation and your first month's dues are free. Come enjoy the private club experience without the private club cost. Stop by and we will give you a tour of our first class facilities. Calvert Crossing is located on Hodge Watson Road in Calhoun. The all new Yard Power of Monroe, Northeast Louisiana's only Cub Cadet dealer. Your Cub Cadet Superstore is holding a big open house this Saturday where you can save 15% on all Cub Cadet Pro Z mowers. That could mean up to $1,800 in savings. Big discounts on a great selection. Even red tag special deals on closeout inventory. So remember YP, Yard Power, on Highway 165 in Monroe, just one mile north of Century Lane.
3: If you or a
0: loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe.
6: If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston.
1: Tim wants to know where's the Houston Astros update. That was Jake Martin once again dropping the ball. Jake, do I need to do it? Go ahead.
2: You seem like you want to go ahead. Uh, the Astros
1: lost two to one to the Angels, but they did out hit the Angels six to four. Alex Bregman, oh for four in the game, uh, now hitting two fifty eight for the season. With the loss, the Astros fall to twenty six and seventeen overall. They are tied with the Angels still for first place. Uh, game two of that series continues tonight. That is your Houston Astros update. You get coverage like that nowhere else.
2: Nowhere else. All right, so.
1: And one other thing, and we failed to mention, what did you make of uh, Eli Manning? Uh, He uh, he settled his uh, court case with the sports memorabilia. Probably cost him a a chunk of change. Details were not released.
2: Details were not released, but uh, yeah, that all revolved around the, the helmets that were billed as worn by him and. I think it cost, what, somewhere around $20,000 to get those helmets, so who knows what they got paid.
1: The problem that Manning had was uh, he, there was a, a text or a communication that he had with the uh, the trainer or the manager there with the Giants, and he said he just wanted uh, can you ha- give me some uh, jerseys or helmets that look like they're u- at least look game used. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Whoops. So now this kind of just gets uh, pushed back to the side. And as the statement you get from the attorney saying, now we can focus on football, the fans, and the future. Eli probably had to pay a nice chunk of change.
2: I'm but, sure he did. Yes. I've got one more quick thing before we get to, um, to this whole sports book stuff. Actually, two more things. I lied. Did you see Christian Kirk? The, the news of him, he got arrested before. The NFL draft, and there was there was absolutely no coverage over it. Mm-hmm. So he apparently he allegedly was seen throwing rocks um, out at cars outside of a golf tournament. What in is he February. like? Six? I, I don't know. He and some friends were throwing rocks. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. But that said, um, he he was arrested. There was nothing, no reports, nothing, and and yet you heard all this stuff about guys over yeah, playing video games mm. and and. Mm-hmm. You know, being too goofy, being too silly.
1: That that he did slide a little bit, though.
2: Uh, he did a little bit, but still. Yeah. Why was there no coverage on him? And yet, all they talked about was guys, and really there was no issue with guys. Anyway, that that still uh,
1: rubs me wrong. Um, we did have one text from last night, and certainly need to mention this. This coming from uh, Sam Claiborne Academy. Uh, they are the M A I S Class One A State. They are in the state one championship series this weekend. Uh, They play one game today. They're in Tunica for the title. So So, uh, congratulations to them. Congrats to them. Actually, two and three are Tuesday. Start at five p.m. at Claiborne Academy. I think there was one game at Tunica. So they're twenty and five, undefeated district champs, MaIS South State champs. Congratulations.
2: Um, All right, so. I, I failed to mention when we were talking about LSU, uh, Todd Politz came out with four little ways that LSU can still get a national seed. So if you've already, he's <laughs> shaking your head, if you've already thought that that s l so, there's still a chance. But these four things have to happen. If
1: they lose tonight to Northwestern State, they're going to be back to sweating it out. Uh, absolutely. And now you want to talk about a national seed.
2: <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying there's still a possibility. but. Listen to that, what all has to happen. Jake
1: sh- drinking Kool-Aid. I no, I'm just mean.
2: saying it's it's funny to see what all has to happen for this to play out. LSU has to win two at Auburn. Arkansas has to sweep Georgia. Ole Miss has to win one or more at Alabama. And South Carolina wins no more than one at Texas A&M. You think all that can happen?
1: I'm waiting for Trent to, to weigh in and say, you go, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> go Tigers.
2: Go Tigers. <laughs> All right, so what we've eagerly
1: all right, so uh, big news yesterday, of course, with the news with the uh, sports betting, sports gambling, Supreme Court basically opens it up now, where uh, states will get the decision whether or not they want sports gambling, sports betting in their states. So you look at this, and there's a lot of different information to sort through, and of course, uh, we want to hear your opinion on this at eight nine nine three seven seven six two. And first of all, full disclosure, I think you can, from listening to probably Jake and myself, you're going to know which side of the fence <laughs> we, weigh, we are on, right?
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: So uh, so it appears at some point, most experts projected over the course of the next two to five years that there will be uh, 32 states that will be on board and will have sports betting at some point. Was listening listen to R.J. Bell. Of course, he does a lot of national sports radio, and he's a, a Vegas guy. He's already put the over and under <laughs> at 32. Awesome. So there's several different ways to go with this, and, and, of course, to kind of break down what does this mean, big picture for sports. First of all, everybody wants to know what does this mean for Louisiana, and does that mean here mm-hmm. very soon can we get out and, of course, place a bet in this state? No, that is not the case. Louisiana has not been proactive, and in fact, it's been voted down a couple times as a number of states, including Mississippi, uh, started doing the legwork to put the wheels in motion. In fact, uh, Mississippi legislators last year legalized sports betting for states' casinos by putting language in a a, uh, certain bill, so when this all... Was passed by the Supreme Court, at least opening up the, get, the the gates for this to happen. Mississippi was ready to go, and some now are projecting that Mississippi, literally uh, within the course of a uh, you know sixty to ninety days, could be up and running where you can cross the border and, of course, place a bet on anything.
2: Yeah, Biloxi's in business. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I want to read this text from Cookie, and I would like to get some opposition here uh, for us because we we do both. We are on the side. We are in favor of this, you you and I. So it, we can't have one of those great discussions where we're ranting back and forth. I, we can play devil's advocate if we want. But I would love to hear from you, the people who are really opposed to this. And Cookie is. He says, I think legalized gambling is a personal moral issue. How do you know Cookie's a he? Or she. Sorry. How how dare I assume their gender? Sorry. I think legalized gambling is a personal moral issue. For myself, I don't like the idea. I believe it will be a detriment to sports. I believe also it is going to cause problems as far as players, betting, and as discussed in the earlier program, I do believe that possibly games will become fixed. Mm. So that's the biggest fear. I think that's what most people immediately go to. And... My thing with this Aaron is
1: but if it's more regulated now and now that it'll be monitored and it won't be in the shadows mm-hmm. and you won't have a, you know the shady characters out there, yep. And there'll still be those, and you know I've got a friend or or two that might have placed a a bet with a bookie, and you know you always felt or they felt kind of uh, odd you know having to meet at different places to you know give them their money at least now this will kind of Just be Just pull out your phone now exactly, yeah.
2: No, I I, I'm with you on that. You you kind of just stole my points with that, Um, but but also you know, if it's like you said, if it's regulated, it's it's better because this way you're not having uh, all that shady business take place. It's like if if they wanted it, if they wanted to fix games before, they could have still made it happen, right? So I I don't know if this will cause an increase in that. That's just me speculating at this point.
1: Though. Uh, Richie says, but games are already fixed. Watch the refs. LOL. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm in favor of this just because I think another thing that people, you know, morally can look at is, well, some people aren't going to be able to handle themselves. They're going to blow all their money. Yeah. I think people should have the right to do that, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, you should be smart enough not to do that, but you should also have the right to be able to make your own choices, right? So that's that's just where I am on this issue.
1: Uh, we go to the uh, Stuart Shelby hotline, 888 We are joined by Joe. What's up, Joe? How are you doing today?
5: Hey, um, I am, my first thought on this is, is if I was, say, the owner of the Saints, yeah. if someone wants to make a hat with the Saints logo, what do they have to do?
1: They have to go through
5: the NFL merchandise. They have to license it. If they want to name their restaurant after the Saints, they have to license it. Mm -hmm. You know what? If I was an owner of a sports team, I would make damn sure that every one of these legal betting places had Mm -hmm. to license me because they're using my product for a business model to make money. And so I would make these places license it. If you wanna take make money on my team and my games, then you're gonna to have to pay me for it. Mm-hmm. And the players likewise. If you're gonna make money on us um, in this way under a under a legal business model, you need to license this stuff. And so that's my first thing if I was an owner of a team. Now the problem that I see with gambling is gambling as a whole doesn't create Anything. It concentrates money. It takes money from a lot of people and puts it in the hands of the house and one winner. And the thing that you'll see with um, more legal licensed betting is that people, instead of going down to the store and buying a state's jersey, are going to go down to the betting place and. Um, gamble the money on the Saints and you will see businesses go out of business because of this. You will see businesses making less money because of legalized gambling. And for your example, um, you talk about Mississippi and Biloxi and all of that. Had, did you go to Biloxi before the casinos were there? I did not. There were a thousand mom pop t-shirt shops and shell shops the road from the freeway to the beach was lined with these little, ma and pop, shell shops and um, and t-shirt shops. And as soon as gambling went in, every single one of them disappeared. And now there's like two or three great big ones, and no more. Hmm. Why? Because the casinos took all the available extra money, and so a bunch of people went out of business. Go to Vicksburg and look at the casinos there. Uh, Downtown Vicksburg looks great, but there's nothing in it. Mm -hmm. There's absolutely nothing. Why? Because if the money gets that close to the casinos, the casinos work very hard to have it not go anywhere else. And um, that's the problem I see with gambling. So that's my two cents.
1: Joe, that was good. Good points. Appreciate the call, man. Thanks for listening. 888-993-7762, Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two and a very valid points about the NFL, and that is one of the reasons they have been pushing against it so much, but the other leagues, especially the NBA, have not been pushing against it.
2: Yeah, well, the NBA was proactive. Yeah. They said from the get-go, we want 1%. We want 1% of every vote, of every bet, sorry. So, that was, I thought that was smart. I thought that was really going to open, help open the door.
1: The flip side, of course, uh, the interest, of course, this will now generate, I mean, we've We've seen what fantasy football and other uh, sites have done for the popularity of NFL football, and now what could this do in terms of more uh, fans or gamblers watching games and, of course, staying to the end of games that, of course, uh, you certainly would not have before?
2: Yeah, yeah. We're up against the break, but I want to keep this conversation going because there's still a lot to talk about in regards to gambling and sports.
1: What side do you weigh in on? 888-993-7762. It's the Stuart Shelby hotline slash text line. We're back after this.
5: The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self, maybe even better.
3: presents
0: FFC2. VIP seats are still available, but get them soon. The January event sold out early. Javier Obergon versus Jesse Butler. Josh Lee versus Josh Davila. Romalise Thomason versus Dan Street. And much, much more. FFC2. Sponsored by Rock 106. First National Bank. rockland Birchland, Sports Talk 97.7. Furniture and Penny Direct. West Williams Construction and m and Entertainment. FFC2. Saturday, May 19th at the West Monroe Convention.
3: Live to drive.
6: Nothing's uglier than oil stains and tire marks on a carport or driveway. Unless, of course, it's old broken gutters dripping gunk all over the house. Well, Bayou Overhead Door can fix both those problems. Along with installing reliable garage doors, Bayou Overhead Door specializes in beautiful floor coverings for your patio, garage, pool deck, or driveway. These durable floor coverings are installed in just a day and are four times stronger than epoxy. Easy to clean and long-lasting with a 15-year warranty. And for pool They reflect heat so they stay cooler. For those worn-out gutters, Bayou installs seamless gutters, available in all colors and fabricated on-site with state-of-the-art equipment to ensure a custom fit on your home. No more ugly tire marks and oil stains. No more leaking, broken gutters. A beautiful home starts with a call to Bayou Overhead Door, 322-1090, or visit their user-friendly website, bayouoverheaddoors.com let's get back to the sports on the morning drive this hour is sponsored by ronnie ward toyota of ruston
1: uh, joe opened up with some great points there and others were saying what's the nfl's cut in this other leagues yes exactly that is still to be determined advocate had a nice story uh, this morning just kind of detailing it the lead the lead was uh, the u.s supreme court opened the door monday for nearly three dozen states to legalize betting On football, basketball, baseball, and other sporting contests, Louisiana will not be one of them. Should have followed that up with right now will not be one of them. Mm -hmm. Of course, uh, several bills have been voted down over the course of the last uh, couple months or so to make this possible. On the flip side, Mississippi, from all estimates, will be ready to go in about 45 to 60 days. So the number of these bills in the state were voted down uh, there's still of course a special session that could take place and the governor would have to put that on that's uh, would have to put it on there for to make that happen uh, Governor John Bell Edwards uh, said during a news conference on Monday that he's been urged to include this issue in a special session that will begin next week but he certainly wanted more time to review the matter lawmakers can only take up items included in the governor's uh, list of agenda items for a special season. So right now it appears that will not take place.
2: So there's so much to be figured out here, not only with the legislation, but also with the leagues. And, you know, someone asked, what is is the NFL's cut going to be? Well, I already said the NBA has has been aggressive and trying to seek that 1% cut of all basketball-related bets. And I guess the NFL is going to wait and see what, what, what transpires with that and then make their sort of maybe do something similar.
1: Regardless, and then so much is unknown right now. How it'll be handled, in because it's all up to the state's decision, how it'll it be. Will you? Will you have to? Will it literally be like you'll have to go to the casino or a horse track to make this happen, th- or well, will it eventually come to where you can just go down to Circle K and you could place your bet? No, or perhaps use your phone. It's going to be course, your phone. Do it through your phone.
2: It's going to be your phone eventually, and I'm not talking about you know tomorrow or next year. Even I'm talking about you know maybe a couple of years down the road. But you're going to be able to do bets during games on your phone, man. Now...
1: And could it get to the point where you're at, at the stadium and, of course, there's betting windows yeah. at an NFL game?
2: Sure. I can see that. Now, the, the, the question here is, you know, we, we talked about the, what, what cut's going to happen. We're going to have to wait and see there. But does this open the door, and I think it will, for amateur athletics betting? And that's going to open up a can of worms, I think. Because then... You know, if this is successful, and this is going to be successful, regardless if the NFL, NBA, MLB, regardless if they get any cut from this at all, they're going to prosper off of this because more people are going to be tuning into games, because more people are going to be invested, because they're going to bet on these games, they're going to want to tune in, and they're going to want to watch every single minute of it. You see that happen in Vegas. You go to a sports book in Vegas, every game feels like the Super Bowl. That's why that's fun. Now, so they're going to, it's going to help them regardless. You know, TV ratings, whatever. Now, in regards to amateur athletics, I I think they will fight that for a while. But I'm talking, you know, years from now, you'll eventually be able to bet on that, too. And so I'm just saying this right now. College players will be paid in my lifetime. I don't know when, but especially with the way this is going, and especially if they eventually allow betting on amateur athletics, they will eventually get paid. And, and I some like would
1: say they're already getting paid in, in a sort of way with cost of enrollment at sure. general schools. Sure, absolutely. cost of attendance.
2: Absolutely, and I, and I agree with that. But they're going to get some cash, okay? Because you, when you start moving, we're not talking about millions. We're talking about billions of dollars here. And then the question becomes, what cut does the schools get? What cut does the conferences get? You know what I mean? This is there's a lot to figure out here, but
1: uh, I, I will say this: it is a little concerning. Everybody knows that games, you, know, you start going down a slippery slope, especially with the college athletics. And, you know, a lot of people are gambling on college athletics the way it is now. You know, and in, in, you know, behind the scenes and in, in the shadows. But now, if it's more up front. Is there more of that lure for college athletics, and for it to get a little bit dirtier with uh, maybe some more fixed games, and of course players being involved?
2: Well, that's what that's what you worry about with these young kids. But what I worry about is these kids going, "Wait a minute, look at all this money. I'm not playing. No? I'm not going to play. I'll sit out. I'll wait till." You know, I can go to the NFL and I can go work out for. An yeah, NFL but how team? many
1: does that actually affect, or how many can it actually doesn't happen make now? Jump, It doesn't
2: happen now, but don't you think this would cause more players to think about that you know, and do that?
1: All it takes is a couple of them to fail and fail miserably and not sure to pan out.
2: You're gonna have both, though. You're gonna have fail, you know, stories of failure, and you're gonna have success stories. You're gonna tell me that a kid is going to be the next coming you know he's he's head and shoulders better than everybody else in the college game and he sees all the money that's being passed around and i'm talking about five ten years from now he sees all the money being passed around and he doesn't want to you know risk his you know career and wants to sit out and then go to the nfl and make his money and i know that's that's a similar issue that the a lot of people like to talk about now is—is is it worth so and so to play their junior year? You know, I hate those stories with the passion. But when you start seeing this money and it really affect the college game, and I'm just thinking ahead here, I think more cases like that will come up, and there will be le- legitimate conversations. They won't be like summer speculation, like, "Well, don't you think uh, Jadavion Clowney should sit out this year because blah blah mm-hmm. blah?" You know, that's all. That's trying to talk about something on sports radio. During a dead time, I'm I'm talking about a serious situation that would arise five ten years from now. Uh,
1: so many different angles to this story. One of them being, of course, what will this do for Vegas? And somebody says, "Will this have a negative impact on Vegas? Will less people bet in Vegas. Yeah, there, there's a chance of that, I but think that's so. just one small aspect, of course, of what Vegas has to offer. And you know, they'll reinvent themselves in some way, and they'll they'll certainly make themselves competitive too.
2: Well, I'll say this. I like going to Vegas because I like sports betting. Mm. I wouldn't have to go to Vegas anymore, you know? <laughs> I think there are others out there like me, so I think it would affect them. Uh, it might not affect them, you know, on a huge scale. but And, and I think it's still fun to go to, to Vegas just because that's where a lot of people, a lot of sports fans go, uh, you know, during the Super Bowl, stuff like that.
1: Um, on the flip side, of course, another angle being, you know, we there's certain – segments where somebody will joke about, oh, the line was this and that. Well, now that will be up front, and maybe we'll see more sports programming where literally there will be shows geared towards sports betting Dude, and, of course, I, the lines.
2: I thought about our segment with the teller. Yeah. I really did. And I was like, I, how fun would it be, though? So the
1: Jimmy the Greeks of the world, of course, will have another platform nationally to, of course, in uh, a bigger audience It's going
2: to, go to. It's going to affect sports journalism. Yeah, it's going to be a positive for sports journalism. Uh-huh. Um, it's It should be you know, create more jobs. But I was just thinking about how fun it would be if we, you know, if it was legal here and we were able to just actually put put our money where our mouth was and see who who came out on top. Mm. You know, it's just – and honestly I'll say this why I like sports betting too I used to be so against it and then when I went to Vegas, I tried it out it was it was really fun it it made there was there was random games on that I was not interested in like college like regular season college basketball games that I had no interest in but I had to kill some time so I put some money on like Michigan State over somebody you, they talk, sucked you, in. you you're won. talking about some fun man every big basket you're high fiving guy it's like you're at a game you know it's it's fun and so I think if you're in one of those situations where, uh, let's say, uh, Villanova, UNC are playing in the, in the uh, championship game in basketball and you have no affiliation, you really don't care, but it's a Monday night, you got nothing else to do and you want to watch the game. And so you say, you know what, I'll put, you know, 20 bucks on UNC. So then you watch it and it feels like you're watching your own team. Mm-hmm. I think it can be fun in that way. If you do it responsibly, it can be fun. Now, is everyone going to do it responsibly? No. You're going to have some some really bad cases of people, you know, uh, really putting themselves in a in a bad way by betting way too much and losing a lot of money.
1: All right, uh, before we go to break, so when will the NFL change its tune when they do figure out w- how they're going to make money? I think off they already this, have. And then, of course, then they see that it might actually help their either attendance or most definitely their TV ratings. Their whole
2: their whole attitude was, let's wait and see what the Supreme Court rules. The Supreme Court came out with a ruling, and I think they're now on board. But they've got to be aggressive like the NBA is. I thought the NBA handled it very well. They're they're out in front. They said from the again, we want 1%. 993
1: is the Stuart Shelby hotline slash text line. Certainly weigh in. Tell us what you think. Good morning Drive on Sports Talk 97.7 back after this.
4: live
0: to drive. Get your daddies now at Randall's Fine Meats. Randall's Fine Meats has your daddies ready to go every day. Low prices for live or boiled. Ask about their 5 and 10 pound specials on some of the best crawfish around. Plus, Randall's will even cater your next event. Just give them a call. 343-0382 and book in advance. Randall's also has your specialty stuffed meats. And you have to try his fried cracklins at Randall's. Like him on Facebook or just stop on by. Randall's Fine Meats, 4205 Old Sterling, Road Monroe
6: when people get sick they need a doctor when cars get sick they need Autoplex Automotive so if your check engine light comes on you have an electrical problem, need brake work or just an inspection sticker they do it all. They're a full service shop that can perform any BG service and stand behind their work with a parts and labor warranty. They even offer towing service. Autoplex Automotive 1515 Cypress Street West Monroe. When your car's sick call 855-4483
0: Bayou Independent Wrestling is back at the West Monroe Convention Center Friday night, May 18th doors open at 7, the bell rings at 730 featuring a street fight for the deep south heritage title between the champ dirty andy dalton versus john saxon plus a southern heritage bayou independent title match between Vordell walker and trip cassidy wesley crane going against barry brown and catch commissioner nick harrison setting the record straight with steve anthony Advanced tickets are $10, 15 at the door. Bayou Independent Wrestling is sponsored by Bob Allen Dojo. North Louisiana Title, Cassidy Insurance Agency, Frog's Flea Market, Iron Cactus, Mitchell Body and Frame, Sober Nest Recovery Homes, Professional Land Surveying, Sandra Fotno Estates, Motel 6, Elements in Pine Hills and El Chili Verde. MyU Independent Wrestling is back at the West Monroe Convention Center. Get your tickets now at West Monroe Convention Center in Caldwell Banker in West Monroe, or call 355-1301. That's 355-1301.
6: Local Sports Talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston,
1: Welcome back to the show. If you're just joining us, we're uh, discussing, of course, the decision by the U.S. Supreme Court yesterday. They opened up the door for nearly uh, three dozen states to basically legalize betting on football, basketball, baseball, any other uh, sporting events. Uh, There have been several states that are certainly uh, proactive. Uh, New Jersey, of course, the top of the list. Mississippi, West Virginia. Some believe within literally, especially Mississippi, they could be ready to go in about 45 to 60 days couple other uh, tidbits on this, and I started thinking about this, and we discussed this uh, during the Kentucky Derby and how I was able to get online, of course, with Twin Spires and literally uh, within a matter of minutes able to, to place a bet. And I told mm-hmm. you the day after, I said, wow, man, this, this is pretty cool. Uh, it also could be extremely dangerous. And I told the wife that also. Literally, I was able to place the bet, and then, of course, you click on a little button that says watch the race, and then immediately you're able to watch what you just placed a wager on.
2: Yes, but this is how I think about it. If you if you're responsible, yeah. okay, you you pay money when you go bowling, right? You pay money when you go golfing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, look at it as a game. I'm, I'm playing a game. I, I I choose to do this this weekend. I'm going to put a little money. I'm going to watch something. And and honestly, where is this at? In a couple of years, is it going to be to where something to where you can get on ESPN and bet on a game and then click watch and watch that game? That's pretty fun, man. Mm-hmm. That's, that's I, I mean, did, do you enjoy that with the horse racing, being able to?
1: Yeah, it was fun. It was great. And, I, too, you know, when we went up to Lake Tahoe, I was excited, of course, about skiing. But the other thing was to be able to go to a sports book, place a wager, and just sit around and uh, watch the games with other uh, gamblers and, of course, the hooting and holler. And I was really disappointed about the sports books they had up there. And if I was one of these casinos or perhaps a, a racetrack that is mm-hmm. certainly struggling, uh, man, I would build the nicest sports book with the, the biggest – bank of walls and TVs and make it happen and make it an event
2: but see I know nothing about horse racing so I would never bet on horse racing as fun as that sounds that sounds fun but I, I would be taking a shot in the dark because I don't know it but like so, so instance when I was in Vegas I was looking at some of the odds and uh, at the time Misha Tate was about to fight Holly Holm mm-hmm. UFC MMA and she had such great odds Misha Tate did I put money on her and she ended up winning and I won money so, like, it's just one of those things where, again, be responsible. Don't just bet to bet. Look at the odds and go, oh, he he, he or she is getting these type of odds? Yeah, I can totally see them winning. I'll definitely put a little money on that.
1: We've made the, had the discussion, of course, if uh, Louisiana does not have it or certainly for the time being does not and will not. And, of course, it may be a matter of uh, two to five years before this state does get it. If they do, the money, of course, that will go over to Mississippi. We've talked about Biloxi. Can you imagine, though, when Louisiana, if they do get sports gambling? Of course, we, we know the number of people from Texas that come over. And Texas sure. will not be a part, it appears, of uh, getting legalized sports betting. The number of people that, of course, will be crossing over into Shreveport. That's a great
2: point. That's another great point. And, and, Tabor, I'm curious where you sit here. I mean, we, Aaron and I have been very vocal about where we stand on this side. Are you are you for this, Tabor, or are you like some of our listeners who are against it?
1: Oh, I'm all for it. All for it. 888 993 Interesting uh, discussion uh, today on where this goes from here on out.
2: Yeah, and it is fun to kind of sit back and think where this will go a couple of years from now and how it will affect all sports
1: amateur sports and some pointed out of course that uh you know the nfl dead set against it but then of course ultimately where did the raiders end up or will end up here in the next year yeah or two?
2: uh i meant to read sherman's text a while ago he, he had a, a good text that i guess you can end the argument about not having a pro team in vegas because of gambling which was an argument for a lot of years and then they get the knights and now they're going to get the raiders in a couple of years so yeah i mean that's true you can't ever say that anymore
1: All right, we'll make the segue to the Saints. Uh, Are you willing to bet on the Saints uh, next year and how far they will go? Do they have a Super Bowl-quality team? A lot of the discussion over the weekend centered uh, around Mark Ingram and where they would go and Sean Payton getting up in front of the cameras and answering some uh, difficult questions about Ingram and why he would take it. Sean Payton coming to the defense of his two-time Pro Bowl running back saying, knowing Ingram like he does does not believe he purposely took a performance-enhancing drug. Also, of course, elaborating then, where do the Saints go for the time being? They're happy with their current roster. There are other older veteran running backs out there like Adrian Peterson, but for the time being, they're not interested.
2: He kept the door open, though.
1: He says they've got a list on their chalkboard in there, and uh, Peterson's name is on
2: there. Yeah, and I do like the fact that he said he wanted to check out his guys first. Yeah. But if he guys out and gets a veteran running back, that tells you he doesn't have a whole lot of faith in the other guys.
1: Uh, one of those guys being, of course, a former Louisiana Tech standout, Boston Scott, who the Saints drafted in the sixth round. So the rookies were kind of uh, making their way and trying to you know, learn the system and kind of working out some kinks there down in New Orleans this past weekend. Media was only allowed in for one of the three days, and as luck would have it, the one day that they were in there, Boston Scott was not participating. But they were able to catch up with that uh, Boston Scott uh, afterwards, and talked about, of course, uh, being with the Saints and what kind of opportunity this is for him now that Mark Ingram will miss the first four games.
4: Man, it's just, it's just an incredible opportunity to be out here, to be a part of the Saints organization. You know, like I've talked about. You know, we grew up uh, as fans and I'm, I'm glad that I can come out here and contribute in any way that I can. Whether that's special teams, offense, whatever it takes. I'm just looking to get on the field and produce. With uh, the void there now, with the four games, how do you feel like you may be a fill a little bit? However Coach Payton wants to use me. Um, I, know I, I believe in this organization. I believe in the game plan that he's going to uh, implement for all four of those games, and I believe that I can contribute in whatever way he wants me to. Can you run between the tackles? Is that your strength? Oh, absolutely. I love it. You know, I, I believe that running back is uh, art. You know, and once you learn it, you can, I can actually use my height to my advantage.
6: What's, what's the... Uh... The key to you being so good after contact seems like nobody
4: can really tackle you very. Much. Uh just just unwillingness to go down. You know, I I want I want to churn. I want to get as many yards as I can. You know, just having just having that go get it.
6: And how do you use your your height to your
4: advantage? Uh, just uh, I mean you can't really see me behind the line. So you know, if, if I you know run scheme wise, you know if you're if you're pressing a, a certain uh, point of attack, you know if you're pressing a certain gap. You know, you can get a linebacker or a defensive lineman to commit uh, to that hole, and then I can shoot out the back side. Or, you know, that's kind of how what I did at Louisiana Tech.
2: Did Coach Bain say the, the vision he had for you was running back, or
3: originally just walking in the door?
4: Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, running back, special teams, returner, uh, all those things. You are a, a soccer background years. How did that help you kind of? You know, develop as a running back. I oh, mean, hand-eye coordination, footwork, uh, a, lot, a lot of things about it, uh, but mainly footwork.
1: He may be a rookie, but he's handling it like a, a veteran there. The pesky press, asking the tough mm-hmm. questions. Yeah. Boston, shrugging them off.
2: I mean, that's what we expected from him. Yeah. I mean, did you hear the radio interview he gave yeah. a couple, what was it, last week, a couple weeks ago? He's good. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very impressed with him. Uh, and I'm excited to see how he handles this opportunity. It's a great opportunity. It's so
1: hard to get fired up for uh, mini camps, let alone rookie <laughs> mini camps. But
2: this is a good little story to follow. Yeah. You know, I mean, otherwise we'd just be snoring through this.
5: But this is, is it fun. fair
1: now that the Saints, Sean Payton, and of course he will not be at a some of the mini camps, uh, or the OTAs, uh, Mark Ingram. So now it's all left on his teammates to answer questions about him. Yeah, I hate that. So Ingram should just kind of show up at the complex, do the one-time, hey, I'm going to talk about it right now, we'll put it behind us, and then we're going to move forward.
2: You know who did that, Aaron? Baker Mayfield. Do you remember? <laughs> remember old Baker when he showed up sick, mm. answered those questions? Because it was unfair to his teammates.
1: Have you watched the uh, Behind Baker thing? Right? I haven't. Why not?
2: I don't know. It's pretty good.
1: It's not a Tom versus Time, I but it's pretty good. Yeah, okay. I'll check it out. You might appreciate him a little bit. Right? I like him. I like Well, you. even more. You'll like him even more. Okay. And they go through the whole Favre reenactment with the picture thing. It's one of the episodes. Gold. But the best part was leading into the night of the draft, and, of course, he's there with his friends and his family and just, it's a cool moment, even if you don't like Baker Mayfield, just to see how his family reacts to just a huge milestone day in their life.
2: I don't like how Baker got a bad, I don't know. After
1: watching that, now I understand more why you'd want to do something like that instead of going to the draft.
2: Yeah, Aside from his arrest, I thought everything else aside was. Aside from that. <laughs> <laughs> aside from him trying aside, to run from Aside the cops. from him getting absolutely destroyed <laughs> by yes. that cop. Yeah. Uh, everything else that Phil was ever blown. Everything else was competitive nature.
1: Grabbing the, the crotch and all those things. That's ah, competitive. Yeah. Whatever. He may not get that many opportunities to do that uh, next year at Cleveland. No, I don't think so. Maybe running from the cops? Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He'll be doing a lot of running, that's for sure. <laughs>
1: We're back after this. Gus Kattengill weighs in from New Orleans after the break.
0: Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White to listen live every day. Tune in at ESPN 977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher or wherever you find podcasts.